Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This, this is, is the game, game of roses. roses. Welcome, Welcome to the game, game of roses. roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. Today is Friday. Some people consider that the end of a week. Some people consider it an actual mm-hmm. day. Some people consider the calendar to be a real thing. Not me. Not you. <laughs> what no. day of the week is it to you? They don't exist to me. They don't exist. Time is a flat circle. Yep. Nah. Somebody made all this shit up and we're just living through it now. Well, the Mayans had a different calendar. I recently learned that the Mayans made the calendar and it was based on the moon. And then so like Luna D is like, it's with the, it's all the different planets, which I didn't realize. Oh, nice. Like 
Mars, Venus, etc. was was all part of the naming the days of the week. I didn't know that. Learned that. And that's your fun fact for the week. We'll be back (laughs) with you next week with a brand new fun fact. Until then, have a great weekend. Just kidding. We now have a whole twibbon to get into. A lot of content coming at you. That's right. Thank you so much for joining us today. Before we get into the meat of it, we have a little bit of business right now. Mm-hmm. You know what? Let's not even do that. Let's do it in the opposite uh, direction here. First, we have to issue an apology, a correction, really. <laughs> in last week's Twibbon, we reported... business. That's right, because the business is fun this week. This is an apology, a correction before business. We are, of course, journalistic here. We have journalistic standards to uphold. And we got tricked mm-hmm. last week by one <laughs> Harry Jowsey. He issued all the social media saying he was going to be the next Bachelor. We bought it, hook, line, and sinker. Turns out it was, in mm-hmm. quotes, a prank. I would say it was a lie. There was no hint that this fun was prank. false. Uh, yeah, a, a Super fun, fun prank, prank for all of us. A troll, if you will. I thought I they were saving we were the franchise. Uh, it wasn't the first time I've tricked. It won't be the last, but we yeah. issued an apology for spreading that false news. He is Indeed. not the Australian Bachelor. And now let's move on to this business. This business is fun business. It's a real fun business. You've heard us talk about on Game of Roses for years at this point, parasocial teams. These are uh, geographically based groupings of players that come out of our beloved game and they matriculate out to Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, Nashville. And these areas have, in our minds, become literal teams, like sports teams. And we've given them all names. You've got the LA icons. You've got the New York City influence. You've got that Chicago clout. you got those Nashville sliders. And you have some more, of course, in there. The San Diego, San Diego crew, crew was the one that started it all. We are now proud to be able to offer merchandise with logos for five of these teams. Uh, we have now available at GameOfRoses.co shirts and hats for the San Diego crew, the Genesis uh, the <laughs> Chicago clout grocery loves him. Some Chicago the clout, Heartland. the Heartland. We have the New York city influence. We have the LA icons and we have the all important Nashville sliders. All of these logos were designed by Ella Tolkien, who has done so much great work for us here at game of roses, including our four TRR shirt. The thing that started it all, the, uh, pit image that's on Welcome a sweatshirt of pace case and I <laughs> sweatshirts <laughs> deep down the bottom of the pit. And now uh, has our goats on it and, and a lot of other stuff. Ella is really integral into the look and the uh, design of a lot of our, our Game of Roses stuff. And she has done an outstanding job. Please go to GameofRoses.co right now. You can check out all these, these shirts and hats. And don't worry. These are just the first five teams. The reason we're doing these five is because all of the players or almost all the players of Charity Lawson's upcoming season, Bachelorette Season 20, uh, they are from these cities. And the rest of the cities that we have in our parasocial arena league, if you want to call it that, they are not from those cities. There is no one from the source. There is no one from the north. Shocking. That's Canada. There is no one from Vegas. There Denver is no one high. from Denver. So those cities will be coming. We will be having uh, stuff available for those in the near future. But right now, we have these five. We'll be rolling out the rest of them as we get them. But we hope that you enjoy and that you have time to pick this stuff up now so that you can wear it to your favorite viewing party. 
I already got my LA Icons t-shirt. I've been wearing it around town, peacocking the shit out of it. And everyone has been giving me looks like they want to know where I got it. And now they can get it too. And I'll tell them. Gameofroses.co. The logos are amazing. They're extraordinary quality. It's everything we wanted for our parasocial teams. And we hope that you will all enjoy them. And I would also say, use it as a gift. Give this to somebody who mm, loves sports in your cool. life. If you've got a partner, perhaps, who loves football or baseball or basketball and is always wearing those jerseys, get them one of these. This is a jersey they don't have yet. If this partner is uh, asking you to go to sporting events with them, let's go watch a football game. And they're putting on their... Chicago Bulls. They're putting on their Chicago Bears jerseys. They're putting on their Chicago White Sox jerseys. Put on your clout jersey. Yankees. That's one of them. New York's got a few teams. LA. You got the Yankees, the Mets, the Giants. There's a bunch. Rams. That's right. Or Dodgers. Nashville. They don't have... Do they have a sports team? The They have... Tennessee Titans. Memphis. Tennessee Titans. They have Memphis Grizzlies. That's a basketball team. One of my favorites. Well, at any rate, uh, there's a lot of teams out there, but there are no parasocial teams mm-hmm. until now. You got the Those first are just five. A few of them. I can Check name them out. A lot more. Me too. Gameofroses.co <laughs> to pick up any of those hats, any of those shirts. And please, if you do get them, we love to see pictures of people wearing this stuff out in the world at sporting events. These would be perfect to wear to like a sports bar, for example. If you find yourself oh God, uh, going yes. to one of those. And then people are going to ask We're you, who the fuck is, who's the Chicago clout? Who's the fucking New York City influence? And then you get to drag them straight into the fucking pit. They're there to watch football. Yes. Guess what? They're leaving there going to watch The Bachelor because you're going to pull them in. Wow. That's, I mean, it's not just a shirt. It's a, it's a lifestyle. And... It, we are so close to charity's season. We did part one of our rookie breakdown earlier this week. If you haven't seen it, catch up catch up on that. The video is actually on our Patreon if you want to have, you know, Darkseeker put together a, a lovely video that has some of the Instagram imagery that we're discussing on it. And we will have part two out for you next Tuesday. It is our last Tuesday before night one. Can't We're getting so close. It. I can't believe it. The the off season, the long, dark, cold off season coming to a Burr. close. <laughs> the embers are heating back up. Uh, the fire will be lit and the souls will be consumed in one short week. I can't believe it. And yet I can because it happens every, every get, time. We got our year. tangles. It's coming. And I, I don't want to jump the gun. I don't want to put the horse before the car. But mm-hmm. this season of paradise is going to be interesting. <laughs> so be sure to tune in for that. <laughs> I love when you do these dark, <laughs> dark, ominous premonitions. Yeah, well, I can't I wait for paradise, obviously. Uh, a personal piece of business. My other podcast, HBO Lax. We are currently breaking down Severance Season 1, the Apple mm. TV show starring Adam Scott that is kind of kind of a sci-fi thriller-esque drama that was fantastic. We are doing Season 1 on our Patreon, 
patreon.com slash HBOLAX right now. And we are going to be for our free episodes breaking down The Bear Season 2 starting June 22nd on Hulu. So you have a week to catch up on Season 1 if you haven't watched it yet. It's fantastic. All right. Well, that rounds out all of our business. And now let's move on to Game Game of Roses. Roses. State of the Game. I finally caught up on Queer Ultimatum this week, which Clues has been breaking down on our Patreon this whole season. It is an amazing show. I cannot wait for the next season of it. I hope they don't do another straight ultimatum. Only queer ultimatums. The love triangle possibilities are just way better. And we decided for this day of the game, we wanted to give our season-long awards for Queer Ultimatum as now both of us are caught up. And you might think this would be a niche show. You know, uh, you know, sort of a, a sideline show. But as we will get to in gains, these are not niche numbers. These are mainstream numbers that these players are getting better than The Bachelor. Yeah. Uh, in some cases, better than The Bachelor. We're going to get into it in gains. We're going to break down exactly who has what. But in my mind, I, I know that we, for a minute, <clears throat> were kind of feeling like, shit, is Instagram falling off? Because Bachelor players' numbers were just dwindling, dwindling, dwindling. The answer, I think, is no. People are still very much on Instagram. It just ain't for The Bachelor. And I, you know, we've talked a lot on the show about why we think that is, because The Bachelor producers have, have really made a point of saying that Instagram and social media is evil, and anybody who even says the word Instagram is going to be vilified, cut out of the show, et cetera, et cetera. And they just don't do that in these other shows. And like I said, we'll get to it in gains. We are going to be tracking all the gains of these uh, ultimatum players, but they're great. Their gains are great. So let's, let's talk about this season generally. Because the first season of Ultimatum didn't quite have this, uh, didn't capture the attention in the same way, no. I think, as this I one. I feel did. like I'm the only person I know that watched it. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't. But I mean, that's kind of true of, of a lot of these. Like the first season of Love is Blind. That was a big hit, but not like season four. You know, these these kinetic shows on Netflix mm. seem to be like building audience. Every successive season that they come out, they get bigger and bigger. And this is obviously the next step in the the path to like massive success. I think that we're going to see with ultimatum. And I agree with you. I think they should keep it a fully queer show from now on. I don't know what they have planned for season three, but this was a big enough hit that there will be a season three for sure. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. I feel like the casting is so good for the show and I hope that they can keep that up for subsequent seasons. I would imagine they would be able to since, Obviously, it was a question mark whether you could become an influencer from it to begin with. And now that question mark has been answered. Yes, you right. can. I I loved it. And I feel like you really get to know all the characters so well on this show. Mm-hmm. I agree. I completely agree because they do. And it's the same thing as, as um, Love is Blind. It's just the kinetic model. Other than Perfect Match, which is primarily like a game show, but... Love is Blind and Ultimatum both had these moments where it's just the couple talking about real world shit. Yes, you get the drama of all the couples together and love triangles and all of that standard stuff that you have in these things. But the way they present them, it's what they choose to put in the edit, 
really does let you into who these people are in a way Bachelor just simply does not at all. And their relationship dynamics and how their past traumas affect their current relationship dynamics. Mm -hmm. It was just such a good season. I can't can't recommend it more. I agree. So let's get into this. What are our awards for this entire season? If you watch it along with us, you'll you'll uh, understand some of these plays. I'm sure you'll remember some of them. So let's get into Mm -hmm. it. What is your error of the season? My error of the season was Vanessa's handling of Fingergate. Mm. I felt like Vanessa obviously got the strongest villain edit of the season. Uh, She did get some numbers, but I think she could have gotten higher numbers if she had handled this in a more 4TRR way. The way that she reveals Fingergate to the the couple who is also involved in it just felt um, felt like it was uh, stirring the pot a little bit and mm. it came off a little bit for TWR. And I think that, you know, episode one, we were so excited about Vanessa. We were like her yeah. face play her. She was just like such a character. And I, and I was disappointed. Although my, my runner up is probably Ozzy's self elimination from her trial or from Ozzy's trial marriage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although it was part of Ozzy's branding is like ghosting is just like slowly walking away and leaving every scene. <laughs> slowly that has walking any conflict. away. Picking up a fucking backpack yeah, like and marching into the street. I don't know how that's like slowly walking away. I don't know if more of a production could be made of Ozzy's <laughs> leaving of situations. Literally every time. It was time. so funny. It Ozzie's was so funny. picking up the fucking backpack I, and, and, and walking out the door. A fucking backpack. Yeah, but it Ozzie was like, has a it was like I'm doing it kind of gentle, like kind of like here I am. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it reminded me of like, um, there's this episode of South Park where Cartman pretends to be a ghost. He's like, ooh, I'm, I'm yeah. going away. And that's what, that's what it reminded me of with Ozzy. And Ozzy lost all the screen time that Ozzy could have gotten with. Uh, yeah. With the trial wife. What was your error of the season? My error of the season was Vanessa's second date with Lexi. I think Vanessa had mm. Lexi wrapped up in trial marriage material. And then that date fucking blew the whole thing up. It turned Vanessa into a villain. And as you're saying, we'll get to it in gains. But Vanessa didn't get the fucking gains. No. That Vanessa deserved. And Lexi was the 4TRR player the whole yeah. season. And this date made Lexi target Vanessa all season in a relentless manner. (laughs) Exactly. That was my era of the season. I think it really, that was the beginning of the end for Vanessa in terms of any meaningful gains or potentially even a meaningful relationship coming out of this. Who was your creature of the season? My creature of the season was Tiff's dog, Shiloh. Shiloh made the storyline, was the center of the conflict between Sam and Tiff in their trial marriage, and I feel like really got in there in a way that I didn't see any other creatures really stepping up to the plate in this manner. Well, then you missed my creature of the season, Margot Mm -hmm. the dog, who was, I believe, Yoli's dog. (laughs) Margot was everywhere, (laughs) in every scene, in their laps. Was that the white dog? It was like a little no. French bulldog, maybe, or a pug kind of mix. Oh. 
So goddamn cute. There were a lot of good dogs on this season. Shiloh, too. Yeah, was there was a cute. white one that was really cute. I don't know whose dog that was. And there was another dog that was like rolling around in the sand. Remember that? I don't know whose dog that was. Everybody had fucking dogs. They were all yeah. cute. This was a hard one to pick, but to me, Margot was the cutest of all the, the creatures. Yeah, it's one of my favorite parts of like these kinetic shows is when they bring in the creatures and it's like you navigate. These are real things. Real couples who are blending families would navigate. Yeah. What was your wowee moment of the season? Okay. My wowee of the season was the casting of non-queer Dark Lord Swisha. I don't really understand the casting of a straight person for the first queer ultimatum <laughs> show. You don't get it? Uh, <laughs> Come on. I do not get it. I like Maybe I would get it if it were a huge celebrity or something, yeah. or they were really good at this job. I don't really know if Dark Lord Swisher is good at the job or if it's the production, but almost all of her lines were set off face, which made me think yeah. someone is messing up that they can't get any of that on face. It's I agree. all 80 yard. It was astounding. Um, confused me the entire time too, but Dark Lord Swisher did bring it back for me in the reunion with some incredible dark finger play. That said, her casting. <laughs> oh yeah, was what was not, her finger play? Well, the she crux? did have the dark lattice. The lattice. <laughs> An interweaving of all fingers into a reverse double fist. That is the dark lattice. <laughs> but this was not my wowie moment of the season. My wowie moment of the season was the producers bringing Mildred back on stage mm. for the reunion to sit across from Tiff after they knew that there had been a domestic violence arrest made in that relationship mildred this has yeah. all come out on the internet mildred threw a picture frame and a dog gate at no mildred Tiff. said this during the reunion right said it during the i don't know if they they talked about the arrest in the reunion i oh. can't remember or not but nonetheless yeah, i think so tiff is in this case a victim of this domestic violence act and they bring mm -hmm. the the person who who perpetrated that act against tiff to sit across from Tiff. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that they no. would do such a thing. So that was my wowie. I agree. That was a good that was a good wowie. I mean, they they and they don't even focus on it. They focus on Tiff yeah. with the sexy board game Amazon packages. It's like I don't really think that is Absolutely. on the same level, but um, I agree. yeah, that was shocking. What was your play of the season? I think it may be the same as yours. Mm. It was Mal's proposal to Yoli. I, I just think there was no stronger moment in the entire season in terms of a play. It immediately, Mal did such amazing work, and I don't want to give away my next work, but Mal did such amazing work this whole season. That, to me, was her crowning uh, achievement. Yes, it, not it just, to give anything away, but it was extraordinary it forced yoli to make this decision and kind of forced yoli into a little bit of a villain edit here yeah. when yoli hides the or doesn't put the ring on for this reunion the with xander. xander reunion which happened like 10 minutes after the proposal supposedly isn't that insane <laughs> i <laughs> yes it is insane i let's just get into it who's your mvp yeah, it's mal um <laughs> me too everything mal did when Mal was pressed by 
Yoli, by literally, I mean, not Lexi so much, but all the situations with Yoli, once they got back together, once the trial marriages ended and they were in their second trial marriage phase, the, the nomenclature yeah. of the show is fucking their maddening. Original it's so bad. Marriage, yeah. Whatever it was, when Mal got back with Yoli and they were they were cohabitating in that three week period, there was a lot being done on Yoli's part to put Mal in this kind of uncomfortable situation with Yoli saying, I did fall in love with Xander. That's real. Mal could have said, Mm -hmm. you have to choose me or Xander now, but instead Mal STCO'd and was like, I get it. I'm still choosing you, but I get that this process is putting you in a weird position. It was beautifully played every time. There was never a moment where you felt like Mal was on the defensive or the offense. Mal was just in the pocket the whole time doing the exact right thing to defuse any other player's attempts to derail Mal's game. And we'll see when we get to Gaines. Mal came out uh, looking pretty goddamn good in the Gaines territory. (laughs) And I think it's a reward. It's a reward from the fourth audience for really a perfectly played season. Like, absolutely flawless. I thought Mal was a front runner from the very beginning of our joint corner Palapa, and I was not disappointed from Mal's proposal to ultimate victimization play. I thought Mal crushed the four TRR game and came out cleaner, in my opinion, than some of the other players. Mm-hmm. I think you're automatically kind of put in a four TWR position when you're labeled as the ultimatum receiver and Mal's uh, kind of couching of that as I just wasn't ready. I wanted to have all my finances in order was a four TRR defense that I thought was really good for this situation. I agree. And yeah, just absolutely crushed it the whole season. Well, congrats to Mal for the play of the season for both of us and the MVP of the season. And that wraps up our state of the game, at least the state of the ultimatum game. Now we're going to move into our This Week in Games. All right, we're still talking about ultimatum. Quickly, I just want to go through this list. This is now the week after the finale has happened. We've had uh, now over a week's time from when the reunion and the last episodes happened until now. So again, this is it's not technically like a dark week because all these players are still doing social media and, and Netflix did release a little five minute video that was like, what has happened to these couples after the reunion? But did you see Ray's parasocial play? Yes. By the way. Yeah. Unreal. Uh, Ray made a video where she was like, here's what actually happened during after or why we broke up. And then it was just a Rick roll. Yeah. <laughs> Or Mal's so play, good. where people are are uh, saying that Mal and Justin Glaze's um, face play are very similar, and so Mal made a video comparing them. Unreal, amazing, so good. Um, I hope we see a lot of these players on Perfect Match. Oh, I absolutely we're going to. So let's run down these these Instagrams right now. Sam and Ozzy. Sam came into the game with 653 followers, currently has 55.4K, gained 26.9 just this week alone. Ozzy came into the game with 519, currently has 33.3K, gained 16.9K this week alone. 
I would start selling those backpacks. (laughs) (laughs) Your go bags. Yeah. The mini move backpack. Xander came into the the mini move. With 3,974 followers, Xander currently has 174K, gained 71K this week. Vanessa came in with 1690, currently has 42.5, gained 20K this week. And that's what we're saying. Vanessa was a strong player who should have seen bigger gains. I think it was Mm -hmm. was all of these kind of villainous edits that Vanessa was getting. The bad date with Lexi, the fingering play that you mentioned. I think it's all part of why we don't see the gains that Vanessa should have here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has the second lowest only to Aussie. Uh, we have Tiff who came in with 5.4 K got 32.5 K gain this week is at 76.3 K and Tiff's partner Mildred started with 2.2 K now has 64.5 K. And then you get into some of the, this is the big fish now. Yoli came into the game with 2,984 followers, gained 43.4K this week, is currently at 120,000. And Mal, who we mentioned, our double MVP, double play of the season, 6,981 when Mal came into the game. Mal currently has 229K, gained 102,000 followers this week. That's that. That victimization edit. Huge. This is almost as many. That's the biggest game this week. And currently sitting at, I believe, let me just quickly check. Let me quickly check. Hmm? Zach Shawcross. How many you think Zach Shawcross, <laughs> your your most recent bachelor has? 210. 214K. Mal is dominating close. the current bachelor. Hell yeah. And then we have, of course, one more couple to get to. We got Ray came into the game with 4,193 followers, currently has 112K and uh, gaining 53.3K this week. And then Lexi, who came into the game with 573K, currently has 748K, gained 65K this week. I mean, just staggering. Such a a good season for Lexi. Mm Mm-hmm. completely dominated uh we also have host joanna garcia swisher who started with 562k got 3k this week she is at 573k so even dlgs is putting on a little little weight there but nothing to shake a stick at i feel like 11k Mm -hmm. over the course of the season some of these players i mean when you're looking at somebody like Mao, who came in at sub 10K and now has 229K, and again, this happened in the span of four weeks. What a, what a Life thrill changing. ride for them. In a month. And it's only first season. Who knows yeah. what could happen on Perfect Match? I exactly. assume we'll see Mal. I assume we'll see Xander. Well, Vanessa. Lexi, well, you better see Vanessa. Vanessa. <laughs> on Perfect Match. If she ain't there, I, I don't so. know what the fuck they're doing. Clues, mm-hmm. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect T-shirt. Yeah. Um, because it's spring. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect T-shirt does exist. And you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that... 
Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in onyx. That's kind of a dark black color. And the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in kyanite, which is kind of like a blue green. And they're both so comfortable. It's basically like you are wearing nothing. Great for free spirit types. Well, for all the free spirits out there right now, you can shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes XXS through 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's Skims. Clues, it is springtime. It is the off-season. It is gore girl summer. The weather's getting warmer. Thank you. Dark Lord Palmer. And it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and cowls and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces, and I found quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items. If you are not like Clues, who only wears one outfit. I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. (gasps) I'm a source boy, Quince boy. You got no idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm Quinced. (laughs) Just call me Quinced, King Quinces. Okay. They call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince King yourself or Quince Queen. Go to quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash roses. Game of Roses is sponsored by BetterHelp. Clues. Uh, We all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind, Clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, It has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills. You know, the the whole premise of life is is kind of a, a, it's a lot to undertake and therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire. Then you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. Um... But we'll see. We'll be covering the next season of Perfect Match, obviously. Some of these players are definitely going to be there. I don't know who mm-hmm. yet, but they will be for sure. And so will some new players from the next season of 
uh, Love is Blind. It's coming out very soon in mm-hmm. September. So will some players from the next season of The Circle. They're casting right now for the next season of The Circle, by the way. Um, a Ooh. lot of crazy stuff is going on, and we can't wait to cover it all. But that wraps up our gains. Now let's move on to that portion of the program where we're talking about all those tids. This is... Bachelor Nation News. First up in Bachelor Nation News, some news in the world of podcasting. Have you heard of it? Yes. It's my one of my big passions. It is mine too now. I gotta say. I really love podcasting. I love podcasting. I love podcasting with you, Clues. It's a joy. Same. It doesn't even day. feel like work. I agree. Uh well. We're not the only ones who are feeling the joy because this week the streaming audio company Live One has launched a new free ad-supported streaming television channel for its Podcast One platform. Podcast One TV will offer video content from a number of Podcast One's on-demand shows, including Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow. Maybe you've heard of it. Now I'm listening. (laughs) Oh, thank you. That's what it took. It's only when I say Caitlin Bristow that you start to listen to what I'm saying. I heard chimes and I was like, wait, wake up, Liz. (laughs) I just have to open every uh, sentence I say with Caitlin Bristow. Podcast One TV is produced in partnership with Mux IP, which will allow Podcast One TV to extend its reach to Paramount Global's Pluto TV, the Roku Channel, Samsung TV Plus, LG Channels, and Fox Corporation's Tubi. At launch, Podcast One TV will be available as a free streaming television channel via the Podcast One website. Live One is expected to spin off Podcast One into separate into a separate company by the end of the year. But congrats to the superstar Nashville slider Caitlin Bristow for being in on the first wave of what I believe is clearly the future of podcasting. You know, right now, as it sits, the the kind of podcasting landscape is comprised of a bunch of these different companies that get podcasts to sign on with them and help them get ads and help promote their stuff. There's some huge ones, obviously, um, and all the way down to kind of little ones that do more niche content. But this is the first thing that I'm hearing of. Basically, a new TV network is launching Mm -hmm. that is only going to do podcasts and video content for them. This is fascinating to me, and I think we're going to see more of this type of thing happening in the very near future. I know Spotify is looking into doing something similar to this. And Gore is hopefully going to be dipping a little toe into the video world as well shortly. Has to be done. Has to be done. (laughs) Watch this space. Up next in Bachelor Nation news, Bachelor season 24, fifth place finisher and current member of the Chicago Clout, Kelly Flanagan, has officially moved on after her breakup with season 24 Bachelor Peter Popeye Weber. On Thursday of this week, the preseason accidental meeting strategist posted an image to her main grid featuring herself and a man in formal attire standing in front of a fountain with a simple caption that read, three red heart emojis. The mystery man is tagged, but his profile is private. Clues currently has a request pending, but his bio identifies him as Ari Raptus. Congrats go out to Flanagan, who is currently sitting at 767K on Instagram, and the civilian Raptus, 
who weighs in with 2,210 followers of his own. When I wrote that number in this, Flanagan Mm -hmm. has 767K. I was just like, fuck, was a different goddamn time. Fifth place finisher. I know she went on to date Pilot Pete, and uh, that helped, certainly. Probably bumped a little. But Jesus Christ, 767K? You don't see that number anymore. You don't type that number. Maybe you type 76.7K, but never 700K. Well, the most recent Bachelor, season 27, Zach Shawcross is in news this week for statements he made about his future in reality television. The bona fide weirdo told TMZ that he <laughs> is done with reality TV and is currently in search of what he told TMZ was a, in quotes, real career. Shalcross explained that with time on his hands after the promotional obligations for the show have come to an end, he's actively seeking a job. He still wants to work in the tech industry possibly for Microsoft, and he maintains that he's had several people reach out with job offers already. We will have more on this in Parasocial Plays. Oh, interesting. Can't wait. The No Sex in the Fantasy Suites, well, maybe a little Sex in the Fantasy (laughs) Suites player, issued one caveat to his search for the 9 to 5 lifestyle. He does have lingering aspirations to be a voice actor like his uncle, Patrick Warburton. Hmm. Shalcross currently has 214k followers on IG and has done no obvious spawn con that we were able to find in his recent parasocial work. Good luck to Zach Shalcross in his quest to return to civilian life. A strange desire, but the heart wants what the heart wants. Up next in Bachelor Nation <laughs> News, Joe, 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 and A Robro are looking to expand their brood. The co-host of USA's, USA Network's reality dating show, The Big D, recently told Us Weekly that on the eve of their one-year anniversary, in quotes, the kid conversation is definitely at the forefront of a lot of our talks. In this next year, we're really going to start figuring out what that future as a family looks like, so that'll be exciting. Joe and Bro moved to Puerto Rico in 2021. And this is where they plan to raise their children. Congrats and good luck on all of their endeavors, both progeny and professional. Nice. Nice. Next imagination news, 10th place finisher on season 20 of The Bachelor, Nashville slider Jen Saviano is engaged. The BIP season six survivor posted a still image slideshow to her main grid this week commemorating the proposal from her fiance, Landon Reed Ricker. Saviano and Ricker welcomed their first child, a son named Wilder, into our dying world last April. Saviano was perhaps most known in game for her connection with the male great one, Nick Vial, in season six of BIP. Vial went so far as to pick out an engagement ring for Saviano but did not propose. It's widely believed that she was used by producers to elevate Vial's narrative of being ready for love that would serve as a component in his eventual naming as the season 21 Bachelor. Congrats to Saviano and Ricker on the next step in their journey. And finally, in Bachelor Nation news, some birthdays to get to. Happy birthday to our ninth Bachelor, Prince Lorenzo Borghese. Happy birthday to two Faceplay Hall of Famers, Genevieve Parisi, and Justin Glaze this week. And happy birthday to Serene Russell, who celebrated uh, her birthday just yesterday. Happy birthday to all these fantastic players. And that wraps up 
all the news that is fit to print. Now it's time to move on to that portion of our program where we're talking about all the plays our favorite players are making off the field and on their telephones. This is... The parasocial play, 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 play of the week. First up, Michelle Young showed her followers how she does her daily affirmations in the mirror via TikTok this week. In the video, she climbs onto her bathroom sink and writes affirmations on her mirror and describes her process via voiceover. She includes a mental health PTC related to her quitting teaching. Hmm. Interesting one. I haven't seen that yet. Self-described troll and gore girl Susie Evans clapped back at a hater on TikTok who commented, in quote, she is attention-seeking and it's unfortunate. In the video, Evans questions, attention-seeking? She then vamps for the camera to the Marvin Gaye song, Let's Get It On. The TikTok has 3K likes and 51K views. Zach Shellcross made a public LinkedIn post this week announcing he is open to work. This is the aforementioned parasocial play. He goes on to describe what type of job he's looking for and ends it with, is there a company out there willing to give me a rose? So this is his LinkedIn post. I'm Zach and I'm open to work. The last year has been an incredible journey. Many of you know a small part of it after watching me on The Bachelorette and The Bachelor. I had the opportunity to travel the world. I was able to meet some amazing people. And I even fell in love with the girl of my dreams. But the reality has finally kicked in. I want to get back to a sense of normalcy. While at Oracle, I was a top producer and closed millions in ARR. I don't know what that means. I guess a sales term. Uh, That is ultimately what I want to do again with my life. I'm hungry for a new sales role. What I'm looking for, a company that values their employees, a company that's growing fast, a company that compensates reps well. If you know someone hiring, let me know. I'm ready to start selling again. Is there a company out there willing to give me a rose emoji? Interesting. I love a company that values their employees, a company that's growing fast, a company that compensates reps well. It's basically a company that values their employees means a company that pays their employees well. A company that is growing fast Mm -hmm. means a company that is going to be able to pay their employees (laughs) more in the near future. A company that compensates Uh reps well is the same as number one, a company that pays their employees. (laughs) He's like, I'm looking for money, more money, and even more money. If this is you, (laughs) hit me up. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I, I saw that in... Um body problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven day program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by get this 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, Mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. 
If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura Frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabuli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. It's the next best thing to to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things, (laughs) and I need an easy install. And this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura Frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, Frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. (laughs) Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Up. I love this LinkedIn parasocial play. It's kind of an exotic type in the world yeah. of Bachelor influencers. And I hope Shall Cross shall cross finding his dream job off his to-do list. Oh, nice. Uh, we also had this week Raven Gates reflecting back on meeting Adam Gottschalk in paradise in a reel showing highlights from their gorgeous baby moon in Italy. The video in Lake Como looks straight out of succession. And the caption reads, how did we go on? How did we go from meeting on Bachelor in Paradise to being married with our second baby on the way? 
big eyes emoji, heart <laughs> emoji. Seems like another lifetime sparkle emoji. Now we've created our own paradise with each other, and I'm still not over this baby moon, baby head emoji, crescent moon emoji, and spending our last few days at Lake Como, heart emoji, hashtag baby moon, hashtag travel, hashtag Italy, 45K likes, 680K views on this. Adam Jr., the lost child, nowhere to be found. All of these were fantastic plays. However, our parasocial play of the week goes to half of the Ferguson dynamic duo, Emily Ferguson Carlson. She put her one-month-old baby boy in the Stanley Cup this week with her hockey-playing husband, William Carlson. Ferguson posted the video of the family to her own Instagram page, with the caption, what a year, brown heart emoji, baby Beckham and the Stanley Cup, uh, heart eyes emoji, hashtag Stanley Cup champions, hashtag 2023, reeling in 684K views, 62K likes. This moment then made the rounds appearing on the official NHL Instagram, who captioned the image, kids and the hashtag Stanley Cup just go together. Smiley face emoji, garnering 69K likes. It also racked up 60... 69k likes it also racked up 67k likes in a post by the bleacher report and house of highlights congrats go out to the carlson family on this huge week not only was emily ferguson the only player in history to win two two two-on-one dates she also is the only one to put their one-month-old baby inside the stanley cup we hope they cherish this parasocial trophy just as much as that one i absolutely love couples that are two high-level athletes i love it I don't know what mm-hmm. it is. I just love the dynamic. And to see power this. Power couple. It is. It's a, a sports world power couple. To see one of the Fergies here, uh, you know, get to have a husband who's a professional hockey player, and then they get the Stanley Cup, they put their little baby in it. It's fucking great. I love this goddamn play. Th- I love the synergy dreams. between uh, these other sports and Bachelor. But that wraps yeah. up all of our parasocial Beautiful. plays, except for the parasocial creatures. We got a couple of them to talk about. This week, the San Diego crew dynamic duo Katie and Tommy the Cat became temporary LA icons with a couple of posts this week. We also saw Caitlin Bristow and her friend doing a TikTok dance, and uh, two little dog butts come into <laughs> the frame. This is, of course, Pino and Ramen we get to see uh, doing their own dance. These were great plays. But the winner of the parasocial creature of the week this week goes to... A newcomer to the award, Walter, the canine companion of Bachelor at Season 11's ring winner, Sean Booth. The gym owner turned recent podcaster showed off Walter's new fade haircut around his front feet. And honestly, Walter has never looked cooler. Congrats to Walter and to Booth and whoever gave Walter this beautiful fade. Uh, the post has 100, has 1,963 likes and 45 comments. Congrats. Definitely go take a look. Walter's a very cute boy. He's a gold, gold retriever cutie. Now we got to do that oh. time of the show when Pace Case and I jump deep into the bottom of the pit to issue forth our screams. This is Screams from the Pit. My scream this week is regarding fertility. Woohoo! I. I've probably talked about it on this before, but I am channeling my inner Becca Kufrin this week. I am freezing my eggs. <laughs> I start injections tomorrow. When you hear this, maybe I've already done it. Uh, 
I was nervous about this, but I'm honestly reframing it. I'm like, if Becca Kufrin did it, if so many of those players from that season, Caroline Lunny, we got Natasha Parker, so many Bachelor All-Stars have done it, I feel like I can do it too. Absolutely. Wish I had done it when I was 30 like them, but that's okay. I congratulate you on this, and I wish you well Thank on the you. journey. I've been promoting uh, Bachelorette's, Bachelorette Charities season during my uh, exams as well. <laughs> Wait, what? That's the only thing my doctor knows about me is that I do a podcast about The Bachelor, so uh-huh. whenever she's doing her little bedside manner, she's like, oh, I saw a new season coming up. I'm like, yeah, you better be watching. This is the true <laughs> scream that your identity to this medical professional has been reduced to talking about The Bachelor. Like, <laughs> My identity has been reduced to that a lot, <laughs> just yeah. in general. You're it's like, fine. I'm here I am to freeze my eggs. Can we talk about that? No. Let's talk about season 20 of The Bachelorette. Um. Fantastic I think I've dragged her into the pit. Oh, nice. Or she's lying to me. I don't know. Oh, could be. Doctors do that from time we'll to time. See. My um, scream this week has to do with a feature film that I recently took in. I don't even know the name of it. It's Spider-Man something. Is it Spider-Man Spider-verse? Multiverse? Sp- Spider-Man the Spider-Verse and the Spider-Verse or something? That was the first one, I think. Shit. What, no, whatever the sequel is, they it's two movies with the same damn name. Okay, it was Into the Spider Verse was the first one, and okay. this one is Across the Spider Verse. Oh yes, please confuse me more, uh, people who made the title <laughs> for these movies. Nonetheless, both of these movies are fantastic. Can't recommend them yeah, enough. I recommended are, it to you. Yes, you did. Everybody did. And then you um, got on our Zoom and said, "Have you seen this movie?" And I said, "Clues." I told you to watch it. Yeah. Sorry, so many people told me to watch it. I couldn't remember uh, who had done it and who had not. But I have seen the movie now, and I'm going to have to do a little bit of a spoiler alert here. I'm going to talk about Spider-Man or Across the Spider-Verse, whatever the one is that's out right now. I'm going to talk about some plot elements of it right now that have to do with my Mm -hmm. screen. So if you don't want to be spoiled, uh, skip ahead five minutes or so. I'm not exactly sure. I'm mm. I'm spoiling now. I'm spoiling in three, two, one. Spoilers. Part of this movie, if you know, if you watched the first one or you didn't, I guess it doesn't matter. But part of this movie is the conceit that there are many spider mans and spider peoples in various different universes. That basically every mm-hmm. universe has a spider man in it, or a spider, spider woman, person. or a spider dinosaur, or a spider cat, a spider something. And part of the conceit of this movie is that a dimensional portal opens that allows all of these spider people to like hang out in one kind of big team. They all know about each other, et cetera, et cetera. And they all have slight variations in their stories, which is what makes them unique. For example, the main character, Miles Morales, was bitten by a radioactive spider from another one of these dimensions. And part of the plot is that he was never supposed to be Spider-Man, or that's so they say. We'll we'll see how it mm-hmm. it comes out. Fucking another spoiler alert. This goddamn movie ends on a cliffhanger. They don't even finish the fucking story. <laughs> At the end of it, that I'm is like, the, the frustrating. Fuck? That is frustrating. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> prepare to be fr- frustrated. Yeah, it is a frustrating movie, but a beautifully frustrating movie. Uh, Beautiful. My scream is this: At a certain point, you 
they uh, take you into this thing that is like the web of probabilities, basically. And it kind of starts uh, explaining that all the spider people have different little elements of their stories, but there are these big key elements that are the same for every spider person, no matter what universe they're in. And one of the things, one of the key elements that's the same for each of them is that they all have a close relationship, could be a friend, a parent, an uncle, a grandparent, who is a police captain, and that person must die in all of these stories. So I'm uh-huh. watching this, and all I can think is, oh, the thing that links all the spider people is their PTC. That's literally what fucking popped <laughs> into my mind. It's a fucking spider PTC is holding the whole Spider-Verse together. <laughs> even, they were PTCs. Like, and they were I like, know. this is what makes the person the person they are today. Yeah, I'm traumas, able to basically. be this great hero. Yeah. Right. But in my head, I'm like, in my mind, like Spider-Man couldn't be further from The Bachelor. Nonetheless, mm-hmm. all I see is like, oh. It's all connected. They all got the same PTC. Makes sense. That's how you make a spider person. Anyway. Yeah. Do you think oh. like even like the pig cartoon pig one had like a dead pig? Cop? Yeah. And the Lego one and all of them. Yeah. The little cat one, the dinosaur, the dinosaur knew it. Spider Who dinosaur cop. I like the the um the anarchy one, the British or Jamaican. Oh guy. yeah, that character was fucking great. Um, yeah, so yeah, they funny. just had a lot of really interesting ones and funny ones, and they also use that kind of conceit to show you footage from the live action movies, the Tobey Maguire one, the Andrew Garfield one, all of them, the Tom Holland one. Those are like part of it as well. Yeah, it's great. It's just a great movie. Highly recommend. It's really great. And um, the first one's available on streaming now, too. So oh, you nice. can watch that and then go see this in theaters, which I highly recommend because it's it's so it's the most beautiful artistic movie I've seen in yeah, a really long time. There, there's a lot it's of so cool. um, anime influence in it as well, which I appreciated mm-hmm. to no end. Not just visually, stylistically, but even in storytelling or how certain things are, are constructed. It it really PTC is like heavy a marvel anime. All anime is fucking PTC heavy. Are you kidding me? Go watch Attack on Titan. You ever had a, a fucking giant eat your mother right in front of you? That's a PTC. <laughs> Talk about Aaron Yeager. No, I haven't. Yeah. All right, let's well, move on to. I'm glad you finally uh, watched my recommendation. Yeah. No, it was great. Um, let's move on now to a scream of a different kind. This is, of course, a scream that is going to be coming from someone deep in the pit. If you would like to submit your screams, you just go to patreon.com slash Game of Roses, join us in the Discord, and you can submit a one-minute or shorter audio clip in the Scream channel, and we play the best ones here. Here we've got one today from someone named SDET414. All right, let's take a listen. Oh, and this comes to us with some pictures and a video as well. These are pictures of, it looks like Patrick Warburton on a screen. Is this maybe at ABC or the Disney lot? I don't know where this is. Let's let's take a listen. Oh, I think to it's a ride. Maybe it will explain to us what this is. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Hi, Pitt. My scream this week is that I went on vacation to the other source, Disney World. Like every other pit dweller, I could not stop purposely and accidentally finding bachelor Easter eggs. The first was when I packed for my mini move, which I too hate clues, although I love a good vacation, my Maddie Prue Cupshe bikini. 
Next, when we were at Epcot, I could not believe my eyes when the soaring safety instruction video featured none other than Patrick Warburton, uncle to Zach Shacklecross. Next, at Hollywood Studios and on the Disney buses, I kept looking for posters of Charity in her Bachelorette season. Beautiful rose posters. There were none. They were just promoting Abbott Elementary and other already popular stuff. Bad at job. I obviously identified Creatures of the Week on the Animal Kingdom Safari, a squirrel for clues, a bunny for me, lots of cool rhinos, hippos, elephants. Love you, Pitt. Have a great week. Beautiful scream. I forgot that Patrick Warburton is the <laughs> host of this, of these rides. Um, love to see it. I love that your mini move <laughs> lingo is also spreading across the pit like wildfire it's not my lingo it's simply what it is it's simply the truth um (laughs) what i love about this is it proves one thing once you're in the pit you ain't ever getting out of it it's all around you you're on vacation you're never on vacation from the pit because the pit's never on vacation from you you see these things in everything but i will say uh looking for bachelor promotion disney doesn't own the bachelor it's warner brothers just FYI. Mm. They do own ABC, which is the network that has presented The Bachelor to us for 22 years now? 20, 21 and a half years. Um, but, yeah, they don't and own it, so maybe that's why. why is there a Bachelor poster here? I'm, I'm confused. That looks like an ABC thing. You can see an ABC logo back there. We have some pictures and a little video of a cute rabbit that goes along with this, which I believe will probably be posted by the time you're hearing this to our Instagram account. So check that out if you wish. But thank you so much for this beautiful screen, even on vacation, Mm -hmm. looking for those bachelor things. That to me. And the Maddie Prue bikini too. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I do that too sometimes when I'm taking many moves. I'm always like kind of looking for bachelor shit. If I'm in a place where I know a bachelor thing happened, that's my primary focus. Not anything else that's in that location. It's like, oh God, this is where Sean Lowe had a one-on-one date with whoever. I got to figure out how I can go look at that sacred location. Oh yeah. I spent a good portion of my sacred time on my European vacation looking for that dumping bench in Amsterdam. Same. <laughs> so I was I in Paris not that long ago. Thank I stood you. before the Moulin Rouge and I said to myself, this is not a historical time-honored place of French artistic expression. I said, no, this is where uh, so many players stood on season 22 of The Bachelor before they went in on that group date that Becca Martinez won and got to spend extra time with Ari Landyke Jr. as they paraded around and danced around the stage on this very place. Mm-hmm. That's all that went through my head. I didn't care about the history of it. I didn't care about what it represented to Paris Not even the or movie the French movie people. Rouge. No, the actual one. Hmm. Uh, nonetheless, no, I mean, thank you, you again. didn't think of the movie while you were there. No, Nicole I would say I thought of that movie or just Ari. as I was watching it and then never again. <laughs> that was the effect it had on me. I don't really remember. I remember there was a disease involved. Consumption? Hey, God, I don't remember that at all. But um, no disrespect to Baz Luhrmann, incredible director. Nonetheless, that wraps up this Scream from the Pit. Again, if you want to submit yours, 
You just go to patreon.com slash gamerroses, join us in the Discord, submit that scream to the channel. We'll throw it up here. We'll discuss it. And thank you, everyone, for joining us this week for Twibbon. We'll be back next week with our continued coverage of the second half of Charity Lawson's incoming rookies for Bachelorette Season 20. We're going to be breaking down all their Instagrams. We'll have video of that out on Patreon just as we did this time. So we hope you'll join us for that. And until then, before we go, as always, what is that dwab at? It has been 7,753 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then 